Snowball Spark. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now, here's the be-all, end-all, know-it-all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Garrison Financial Friday out there. Western Oklahoma, welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here on 98.1 FM, the sports animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. If you can't tell, there's a little pep in my voice. It's because we got nothing to do tonight, Jared. First weekend off in forever. I've already made dinner plans. You've already That's, got dinner plans. Yes. Where at? Can you can you share? Yeah. I'm going to cook some fajitas on the Blackstone tonight. Oh. With some Tucker family beef. Oh. Time's that going to be ready? Uh-oh, hang on, Scotty. I don't have you high enough. Yeah, what time? I don't what have time's that going to be ready? <laughs> well, let's see here. I leave here about 5. and <laughs> My wife's not working today. I said, you might get that, you know. <laughs> you might you might do it for us, honey. Well, no. I said, you know, get get the uh, meat ready. Start, you know, f- f- you know, maybe some seasoning. Or do I need to go pick up get some the, stuff? Come home at beverage noon. beverage iced down. You get that going. <laughs> yeah, I, we've made... We we were way ahead of you. Is that, is there, we got nothing to do on a Friday for the first time. Okay, in a question. Very long time. Question. Not only are you having fajitas, but with fajitas normally comes green bottles. Green ones. Yeah. With the secchies. Yes. My wife likes the secchies. Uh huh. Yeah, maybe. I'll You're just, just gonna. I stick with what what my kids would call the blue beers. <laughs> <laughs> Now, yeah, and we'll get the peppers and onions, get all, all okay. ready to go. Sounds like I'm fun. I'm ready, yeah. There may or may not be leftovers, so. Well, not if you well. invite Scott and I, there wouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, I can assure you. That's a lot of, not a I meat, I like fajitas. Hey, a lot of beef Wish your kids would have gotten to eat. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you, yeah. Did you get an extra deal of hot dogs for the kids? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm ready to do nothing then maybe watch some high school basketball tonight yeah we'll talk about that 4a semifinals today uh pokes are out of the big 12 tournament are they in the big one uh it was a fun night last night in uh, inside ackley park just a little bit too big a hole dug by the big elks early to be able to uh, fall out of it but clearly two of the top i don't know three four five teams and in, in 4a baseball were on the field last night uh with tuttle in town it was uh, a maybe a preview of what the semifinals uh, could be coming up in May. Also, since Scott Scott is here, it's a Garrison Financial Friday. I have turned the tables because I have a bunch of numbers as far as revenues generated by not only the NCAA tournament for the NCAA, but then on the flip side, CBS and Turner, what their ad revenues are. So basically, how are they recouping the money that they're paying out to get this tournament. An interesting uh, fact along the way here because the original deal between those was signed in 2010. And then there's been a, an extension, and a lot of people think the NCAA messed up, and it was pre-COVID when they thought they messed up. So that's even worse now than it would have been even back then. So we'll talk about that. 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. That's 225 225- Nine six nine eight Chick Fil A for Sam tonight for dinner. Two two five nine six nine eight. If you're going to be outside the listening area, a couple of ways to stay in touch with the show. Log on to kadsam.com. Download the Paragon app. Yeah, it's got it all. It's got the Penny News, brand new edition. Of the Penny News is out right now. Go pick that up. Your free copy of the Penny News. It's got radio. It's got Big Elk and Paragon TV when those are going. And then of course the Skinny on Sports podcast. Kadsam.com. Or you can find that on iTunes sometimes. It just kind of updates when it wants to. Whenever, At some whenever point, Apple They need to it. turn it off and turn it back on, the uh, podcast machine, some, so that it'll work. Something. need to unplug it, wait 30 seconds, plug it back in. <laughs> I'm doing my part, I promise you. It's a conspiracy to keep you guys down. It is. The man. The man's <laughs> always keeping us down. Hey, Scott, how are you this morning? I'm good. How are you guys? I, I got a question for you. Have you been out to the – have you played any golf in the last couple of days? I have been playing a little bit. How are the greens? I know they were punched on Monday and Tuesday. They were punched on Monday and Tuesday. They are still unbelievable. Really? Unbelievable. See, now, I, he, yeah, yeah. James is doing a fantastic job. It's still rolling good. That's yeah. exciting for tomorrow because I'm going to play golf tomorrow for the first time in a while. There you go. And I, it, it seems like, you know, this weekend after the basketball, 
it's always coincides with the punching of the green. So you never can. Sometimes you can't get too excited because it's like, ugh. But I no, drove they, over the dam and it looked pretty good. The super fine sand. Uh, yeah, they're they're still rolling well. They are. I can't wait. Okay. So, I have a question. Okay. How much do you have any idea what the television rights deal between the NCAA and CBS and Turner Sports is for the NCAA tournament? It's anybody. Considering that they've got how many channels do they dedicate to this? Well, at least five. They've four, taken so five? much off of CBS, like during the day, like the early rounds. Yeah, because they want you not, to have to they, get the other ones. Yeah, well, there's they, true. Well, True TV. I feel like it's True East and West, TBS, TNT. Do they go to USA? I seem to remember. Maybe, that. and then they, yeah. uh, and then maybe CBS at night. It's unreal. No, not really at night either. Those early round games. It's like yeah. they don't want to cover up their CSIs. <laughs> so you're telling me Thursday night you can't go to CBS and watch a game? I'm not. Don't quote me, but I just feel like you you saw much more of those marquee games that night on like a TBS. I I've, and I, they gained those properties to allow that. Yeah, I mean, and it's felt like they didn't want to cover up the big one, CBS, as much as now. Pretty soon, it's all going to be on Paramount Plus and all those other properties that they have. <laughs> all those streaming definitely properties. Definitely a question. Definitely a big question of where they're going to go. But with point that. is, your question, yeah, how many do they have? So CBS gets those bigger games, those Sweet Sixteen games, you know. Elite eight games. You'll weekends. See They're yeah, on the, the weekends. weekends. On the yeah. weekends, absolutely. I have no idea. Okay, so in yeah, two thousand, what's, what's the number? In two thousand and ten, CBS Turner signed a. Where did, I, I wrote so many numbers down. Let me find it. Okay, fourteen year, ten point eight billion dollars. Well, I knew it had to be in the B's. So fourteen. What surprises me is fourteen <clears throat> years. They tied it up for fourteen years. Okay. That's interesting you say that, because in 2016, so six years into the deal, CBS panicked. Or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, the NCAA panicked, because they started seeing the cord cutting become a thing. Ah. And so they went to the table and wanted to negotiate an extension at that point, which they did. And so they they extended that original contract another eight years for eight point eight billion. So the whole thing right now runs through twenty twenty thirty two, and it's essentially twenty two years for nineteen point eight billion. Wow! So that they basically ex- signed that extension at a three percent growth from what the original number was. In 2021, a study was done. The actual growth has been about six percent. Yeah, and so they left essentially nine and a quarter billion dollars on the table by not waiting till 2024 when the original contract would have ran out, would have been up, and take it to market then. And not only that, COVID happened too. Yeah. So they're out. It's it's about 550 million dollars a tournament from 2016 to 2032 that the NCAA has cost themselves. But let's not cry for them. They generate, the NCAA as a whole generates $1.1 billion from everything they do. How many, I mean, you kind of know the numbers now, but 90% of that revenue comes from this tournament, either rights, ticket sales, all that kind of stuff. 90% of their, 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 their annual, annual, the NCAA annual revenue, comes 90% from the, comes from this tournament. That's from the correct. Men's basketball that's correct. tournament. Because, see, they don't have, they don't generate a dime from the big time college football. And, huh? No, it's don't. not them. It's not yeah, it's, the, it's all, the conferences that get all of that. That's exactly right. Yeah, the NCAA doesn't have a way to get those media rights. It's the conferences that negotiate those. Thank you, OU Georgia. Back in 1984. So the only, the only revenue that they generate off football. Is from like the uh, D two, D three, right. those playoffs, which is, which is, which is net loss most pe- likely. Yeah, pennies. Wow. So now here's so now here's the kicker. How long until will will the conferences really 
allow the NCAA to continue uh, controlling that tournament? That's the question. So, so why would the conferences not get together just like the NCAA got together and say, hey, NIT, screw you. You're no longer going to be the show because the NIT was the show. Yeah. The NIT tournament was where everybody wanted to go. That was the college basketball national championship. And basically the NCAA said, eh, we're going to do our own thing and just cut them off, just cut them out of it. And now they, I mean, I guess they still make money or they wouldn't be doing it because that's completely independent, I believe. The NIT is a completely independent Mm -hmm. deal. I mean, what's going to keep the conferences, especially if we, if by 27, 28, if we really do go to three mega conferences, why would they still pay the NCAA to take care of the NCAA tournament? I think that's a. I, I think it's a an administration issue. Do the conferences really want to put that thing on? For one point one billion, I would. Trying to figure for out the return that they get. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Well, here's what they get. You pay me what, enough money, I'll do anything. What do you think <laughs> they? What do you think they get? What do you think the conferences get? Out of the what? Out of the over one billion dollars. What they get out of this tournament alone, yeah. or the annual the tournament alone? The, the tournament alone. What do you think the conferences get? Well, I would think it has to be relegated by number of teams that make it. It is that okay? Um, I don't know. Do they get do they get a million dollars per team or three hundred thirty eight thousand eight hundred eighty seven dollars per team? This will be a conference ruled sport. Well, I think you're on to in something. the next three to yeah. four years. Per team, per game. Oh, oh, well, okay. So if you keep winning, you keep. Yeah, I mean that's yeah that's how it should be. That's still that's still so like Kansas. So like Kansas got two million bucks. Yeah, that's for the conference from there. So sixty four. Okay, I gotta. That's a lot of math. You're better at math. Okay, okay. So for instance, like the Big (laughs) Twelve. So the Big Twelve. OSU gets in, they get eight teams in. Eight teams at 350, so it's 35 times eight. Zero, four, was that uh, zero, four, 280? Hey, Siri. 280. <laughs> it's 280. <laughs> so that's 2.8 million for the first game. Oh, there you go. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, so, they get, so it'll be 2.8 million for the first game. And two hundred and or you know whatever whatever as they move along, yeah. So you know you could get somewhere in the ten billion. Well, that would be, huh? That's interesting. <laughs> I yeah. I'm just go ahead. Who's 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 this? <laughs> one That's, of your former one of your former haircutting uh, clients. Okay, <laughs> I'm sure you could guess who it is. Uh, we've gave you all kinds of hell together. I said, man, I haven't heard Scott on his show. I wouldn't let him talk about soccer for anything less than a million a show. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, so so around so around three million bucks for the first round for the for the yeah. Big Twelve. Let's say half the teams win. We can cut just the numbers would be easier to, to calculate. Half the teams win. Now you're at one point five the next round. You know, so you get somewhere. Is it is it worth? Six seven million bucks a year to not have to put up with the headache of doing it. I, I, I mean, I would say no because you're already they they're already paying the people that that put together scheduling. They're already paying the people that that do all of that. I mean, the NCAA doesn't have to. It's not like the NCAA has a a arena that they use. So. Therefore, you got that. I mean, they, they have all of the expense that they would have had anyway. And then, yeah, I can't imagine. Besides that, what if – so let's say that, okay, we, we get to three super conferences, mm-hmm. which I do realize that that oftentimes 25%, 30% of the NCAA tournament are teams that aren't even in a major conference. Right. right. So I do realize that. Um, but we get to the, the three mega conferences – then you could say, okay, the first round's going to be a home game. Kind how much like money what, is that going to make? Well, a little bit like what the women do. Flip the women. first two games yeah. are at home. Yeah. How much money would that generate? It's all about money. So. And it's all about headache, too. 
And, and the yeah. one thing that you, as much as, and Harrison made a great point on the tech on texting me. You can you can gripe to the NCAA about a whole bunch of things, but actually putting on the men's basketball tournament isn't one of them. No, it, it's flawless. Yeah, they do a great it, job. in the way that they execute it. Um, I wonder. Although I don't want to see it get bigger. Well, it's already <laughs> maybe too big, but that once again that comes with money and that yeah. comes with with extra inventory to sell yeah. for for CBS and and obviously here too. Okay, so that's the NCAA side of it. How much do you think CBS and, and Turner Sports recoup on a yearly basis in advertising? Oh, God. Oh, shoot. No idea. I mean, it's going to be astronomical. It fluctuates somewhere, depending on the you know the inventory sold or whatever, somewhere between $900 and a billion dollars. $900 million and a billion dollars. Wow. So, in essence, they're just barely making any money yeah that's true yeah they are okay we all know what the we all know what a 30 second spot is in the super bowl this year i believe it was seven million bucks Mm -hmm. what do you think it is in the the championship game in the men's tournament half that if if i doubt it's even half that way less yeah Yeah. okay what's way less y'all are on the right track million bucks y'all are on the right track i can tell you that is it a million bucks is it a tenth Two million. Two million. In twenty twenty two, it was two million bucks. But I mean, yeah, you're you're right. They're barely breaking even. But by twenty twenty eight, if they're still doing it, then yeah, their ad revenue is going to be considerably higher because of the, the the NCAA screwing up. Yeah, yeah, because they're growing it. They're the the ad revenue is growing at mid single digits, around six seven in there. And they're only having to pay three percent higher. Right. They're only have to pay three percent for sixteen years. Yeah. Yeah. Compounding interest, baby. <laughs> Let's t- the tell us about the power of compounding. T- tell us about compounding interest, Scott. <laughs> Perfect segue. It's what you want. Let's just say that it is what you want. But yeah, that's that's interesting. But that would be my biggest. I, I mean, I like the numbers, and that's that's entertaining. But I I say by twenty twenty eight. The NCAA won't be handling it. Well, it's got to go to 2032 unless the conferences want to buy them out, which I don't think they have the money to buy them. Do they have to buy them out? If it's not, they're not going to call it the NCAA tournament. They're oh, just going you to mean say, try to do something different? They're just going to say, we're putting on our own national championship. They don't have to buy anything out. That's an interesting thought. Am and I I'm, wrong? No. I mean, I, and I'm sure back whenever. I guarantee when, you the when NCAA this idea didn't floated, buy out the NIT. That's right. When well, it, Obviously, it's still going. Yeah. But when this idea was floated years ago, I'm sure people went, yeah, right, Scott. The NIT is the best tournament ever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's the way that happened. That's... And then all of a sudden, here we are with something called March Madness yeah. that generates a billion dollars for two giant industries. That's insane. Each each and every year. Yeah. What's going on down at... And, uh, and luckily, you know, the NCAA does, just like we talked about with the PGA and just like we talked about with soccer, the, the NCAA does such a wonderful job promoting college athletics. Dude, speak, <laughs> you, you ruffled my feathers with the PGA With all stuff. of that money. <laughs> I, I'll tell you what, I'm going to do, do a dive into this because... With what's going on with the PGA Tour and these designated events, I mean, did you see what you see what the winner gets this week? I did not. It's like four point six. Wow! And last year it was whatever it was seven hundred eighty-five thousand so or something. So Rory even admitted this week. I saw that that Live Golf has has made the PGA has changed the PGA Tour. Now, with those TV contracts that generate all that money that they're kind of moving around right now, there are stipulations in there. With certain with with the tournaments that have to get a certain number of viewership, have to have a certain number of strength of field. As they move these things around, and now there's twelve designated events that they're trying to get the best players to. They're in danger of these other tournaments slipping below some of those thresholds, and that means less money. That's true. And that means when the fields aren't as strong as they have been in the past. The TV, the TV money and, and losing some of that is one thing, but you know what else could be slipping away? Corporate sponsorship of those tournaments. That's true. And at that point, the PGA Tour trying to spite live golf. And how many times do we see this in each and every sport? 
when you listen to the superstars too much, it ruins stuff. And if all these things come to fruition, could Greg Norman be the last laugh? He might. Because he has, at his disposal, an unlimited supply of funds. Yeah. Well, and and like you say, I mean, if, if you're telling me, if I'm Rory and you're telling me, hey, we're going to have these 12 tournaments that, that we want, that, that we really, you guys all need to be at these, why would Rory go to any other? Well, the four majors and six, and why, now he's playing sixteen why, tournaments. Why would he go to any other? Exactly, and that's the problem here, because now, yeah, this week it's going to be awesome. We're going to get to see them all at the players. Yeah, what tournaments next week? Who's going to be there? Yeah, it's like uh, what is it? What? Well, it's uh, the John Deere Classic. What? What is? Is that the one that's right after? It's right before the British Open. Right before the British yeah, Open. Yeah, because whoever and wins it, they nobody all, they, ever goes to it. They, they get on a plane and they take them over there. Like John Deere literally flies them over there. Right. Yeah, who's going to go to that? I know. And, and like you say, John Deere isn't going to sponsor it if nobody's going to be there. That's exactly there. This is becoming a pretty decent-sized conundrum for the, for the PGA Tour. All to spite live golf. That's true. Interesting. And you know who else might get the last laugh? And it's somebody that I do not want having the last laugh, but it turns out he was right on a whole bunch of this stuff. Phil? Phil Mickelson. Yep. God, it makes me sick to say. I almost threw up, I almost threw up my breakfast. You know, the, you know the one thing that I really feel like he brought to light that, that they didn't really touch on um, at all right when, right when the live stuff started was – how can you tell a player that they don't have the rights to their own highlights? I know. That's crazy, isn't it? How can you tell a player, hey, you can't have a website that that shows PGA highlights, tournament highlights You're of the, yourself? Yeah. Did you see, did you, <laughs> to that point. <clears throat> and so, Lee Westwood has been one, Westwood, Poulter a little bit, but Westwood really on Twitter has been kind of the, antagonist just chirping on the live who, side who would have thought the the british <laughs> exactly and <laughs> the so sarcasm the, the english sarcasm coming out here so thursday second group through 17 at sawgrass hayden buckley makes an ace and about 30 minutes later westwood's on twitter going hey pga can i see can, would you at least would you at least show me that highlight since they can't <laughs> There you Since go. his team can't. Since, hey, PGA, where's that ace? Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, that's a lot of, I mean, they tried the PIP, the player whatever program, mm-hmm. which it was funny how, I mean, it's just, it's almost a way to funnel money to the better players. Yeah. And a lot of this stuff they're doing. And now you're looking at the little guys. Yeah. Tournaments, players, all that. Yeah. As and if so, it wasn't hard enough for a John Daly that was literally living out of his car, eating popcorn and Diet Coke, mm-hmm. and driving all over the country. You know, uh, Sarah Chambers, when she was playing... Um, Wait a she, minute. When she, when she was trying to break into the women's... Carrie. Carrie, Carrie Chambers. Okay. Um, Steve came in and told me that she was at a tournament in Amarillo, and... She was staying with a host family, and then she her next tournament was in El Paso, okay? And her the, the, the host family that she was staying with, she was talking to the guy that owned the house, and he said, Carrie, by the time you get to El Paso, you could have already been to San Diego. And oh, so wow. you think about the expense oh, yeah. that, that those players, like you say, and those, yeah, it's going to... It's it's going to be interesting. It, it, live golf has definitely one hundred percent completely changed professional golf. So already, so if you're, and I'm not even talking about the guys that are kicking it around trying to go from like the on the tour back to the uh, corn ferry, you know, in that limbo. I'm talking about guys that are seventy fifth in the world, right? You know. At what point does that live golf contract look pretty damn good? Yeah. 
and then you start running. I mean, the beauty of it now, in my mind, of the PGA Tour is it's so deep. You know, you never. I mean, the guy, the the top guys play well, great, but there's also three or four or five guys every week that you go, huh? I've heard of him, like Kurt Kitayama, that type of player that's out there battling too. What happens when you lose those? I mean, live golf now. The one thing about live, they've got the forty-eight person. So you got to be able to break through there at that point. Do they think of expanding, or well, does it turn into a better product there too? Because there's so much competition to be one of those 48. And you take a look, like it, it was on the uh, the Netflix. It was kind of touched on with Ian Poulter, Ian Poulter, uh, Sergio. How much money did Sergio not make because he always came in second or third? Yeah, you know. You know, I, I mean, your check's cut in half immediately. How much money did he not I don't make? Don't think anyone's feeling sorry for him. Nobody feels sorry for Sergio ever. I that. Well, speaking of, well, I mean, the, the guy that won the first Live Golf Tour event is a perfect example of this. Backdoor top ten, Charlie three sticks. Yeah, Charles Howe the third. Yeah, and the amount of money that he made only winning three times on tour, and now all of a sudden he's there. And yeah. look at the percent the percentage that these guys are getting. Like after one week it's, versus what they I mean, he was an established tour guy. Don't get I mean it's it's gonna be really interesting because now that it's coming out, it's really gonna somebody's gonna drop the grenade down the hole and we're gonna find out where all the money went. Well now and it's Phil's, that's gonna be the question. That's where always has been Phil's all deal. The money gone. It, it, he always said that. And that's where, when this all started, that's exactly where it was. You can't tell, you know, you can't tell me there isn't billion dollars somewhere. Yeah. Turns out he was right because here it is. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make you look very good when somebody calls you out and then the next week you, yeah. You're doing it. it. You're doing it. (laughs) Yeah. And he's not there anymore. (laughs) All right. So Charles Howe made $42 million on tour. And what's his contract with Liv? That's what we're about to find out. It's, uh, it's, yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, basically, it's like somebody coming to you and saying, Hey, um, you know, I, I appreciate your product and I appreciate what you're putting out, but I think you're making too much money off of it and I only want to pay you half. And you being like, Okay. Yeah. That's that's exactly that's essentially what it is. All right, so he made forty two million. He made four million last week at Mayakoba. I don't see like the signing bonus, but yeah, for a guy like it that, was, fifty million. Yeah, it was something like that. It was astronomical, man. Because that's what blew my mind when when we first started looking at that stuff. Was holy smokes, these guys, people that that you knew them, but you didn't really know them. You never you never saw them. And they were getting tens of millions of dollars. Yeah, Pat right Perez. Away. Pat yeah. Perez, for instance. There you go. Yeah, he, he kicked it around even worse than Charles Howe III <laughs> for years and years. And now he's, yeah, he, he made more in one season of live golf than he did his he, whole career. He didn't kick it around. Jared and I kick it around. <laughs> yeah. If you can call it that. I need to see you play golf, Jared. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Only thing I can say is stand behind him. I'll, just, <laughs> I'll tell you that I'm great company in a foursome, and that's all I all I contribute. That's we, we were quick story. We were at uh, oil and gas one year, and Justin McBride was playing on my team. Do you remember that? No, I remember him being out there. But. And uh, he was playing on my team. I was cutting his hair, and he did me a favor. You know, I was like, "Hey, man, we got this. We got this golf tournament coming up." And uh, sure enough, we're over on on number nine now, or excuse me, number ten used to be number one but we're over there you know middle of the afternoon the entire morning flight is over there to watch this poor guy that's a professional bull rider not a golfer in any way shape or form um and we've been having a pretty good time yes as we as, always as do. the only gas will allow and he pulls out driver <laughs> and i said justin it's par three it's 120 it's not only a par three it's the shortest par three you're ever going to play i'm gonna i'm gonna hit this driver he pulls out a driver and he hits it so square with the toe that it flew straight 
across from us and into the clubhouse. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> through, through probably 100 people out there to watch a poor bull rider trying to play golf. <laughs> hit, a, hit a lady and then, oh, sorry, sir, I should put more stickum on there. I didn't catch that. Sorry about that. Oh, Good man. news is by about 4 o'clock on that Friday afternoon, it wouldn't have hurt yeah, anybody. Nobody, it wouldn't <laughs> have hurt anyone. <laughs> wake up the next day going, ah, what's that on my <laughs> All right, Scott, what's All going right, on at 124 North Main right here in Elk City? Oh, we're just, just doing some great things, working with some great people, uh, enjoying it. Um, people are bringing, bringing down some, some uh, 401Ks that they used to have, some, some accounts in different places that they, that they uh, had statements from for years and just kind of forgot all about them, and, and uh, we're consolidating them. Um, usually it costs very, very little to consolidate, and I can usually find a lot better uh, options for those people in those when we do stuff like that. So if you're looking to consolidate a few different accounts, if you're looking to uh, do some full financial planning, come on down. Let's set you up. Absolutely. 124 North Main, Scott at SoonerWealth.com is his email. We'll take a break. When we come back, hit some local stuff. Last night at Ackley Park was a fun one. Didn't necessarily go the brown and white's way, but it was a uh, maybe a preview of what we will see later on in May in the state baseball tournament class 4A. Look ahead to the 4A semifinals and much more. Skinny on Sports on the Garrison Financial Friday right here on 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member FINRA and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. The Skinny on Sports. But is having this minor skill worth being so unattractive? That's for the fan to decide. Yay! Welcome back. Skinny on Sports, 98.1 FM, the sports animal. It's Garrison Financial Friday. Scott was just in here with us. He told you full financial planning. He can do that. Shop the open market, bring you the best value on life insurance and investments manage your investments or if you like to kind of if you like to to kind of control what you got but you're not sure how to get started he can charge you hour hourly build you a plan and then you can manage it from there once it gets all set up scott at soonerwealth.com is his email address 124 north main is his location scott at soonerwealth.com garrison financial appreciate his support each and every friday it's always good to talk to him he comes with a bunch of that's an idea i've never thought about is the conference is just taking over the ncaa tournament it's very interesting uh, the writing's kind of on the wall with nil open transfer all this stuff then it just feels like that's going in that direction especially with how football's being operated yeah, i just wonder what the expense but the expense we, we found the, the revenue numbers i just wonder what the expense is right they, and the and the headache of going in is it is it not worth you know an extra ten million bucks a, a year per conference to not have the headache of of running that tournament right. you know <clears throat> at the same time when you think hmm generating a billion dollars that should probably be about one point three if it was done right split one let's say one point two just for number work numbers sake it's an extra four hundred million a conference. <clears throat> for the big three, you know, mm -hmm. if that's the way it ends up. Mm -hmm. You can understand why. That would be on the table, I guess, but I'd <clears throat> I just it, you have a hard time believing that that won't that that won't always be the same way, but I'm sure like you said, NIT probably thought that too back in the day. All right, so last night uh it was a little bit chilly, but went over and enjoyed uh some baseball at Ackley Park, uh, two of the best, I don't know, handful of teams in 4A. 
Elk City and Tuttle going at it. That top three, I, that's I think that's fair. Um, I mean, you got Blanchard, and I'm sure Blanchard, there's somebody that's from. Always going to be there. I don't know about what Verdigris returns, um, but I mean, Elk City's proven they're one of the best, and um, they've returned a lot from that. How about this? Two of the last four, four standing and one and the runner-up a year ago, right? That both have similar teams. Um, the Elks left. They had a chance to kind of take an early lead. In the first inning, after giving up one run, an, earn, an unearned run, uh, the first three guys reached. Mayfield had an RBI single to right. Oak City had second and third, nobody out. And we're in, in this kind of the story, if you're looking at it through the brown and white lens, the story of the game was simply not being able to get runs across when you had great chances with runners in scoring position and a lot of times less than two out. You, know, you got second and third, nobody out. Tying this already tied the score at one apiece, and you go to the second inning, still tied one one. You know that's something that against good teams, the Elks are going to have to do a better job at, mm-hmm. and that's driving runs in when you have a chance. That that was the first inning, second inning, uh, Bowie hit a two out triple, so you had a runner on third and two outs, couldn't get them across. There was other times where you had runner on third, less than two outs, and just didn't get. I think three or four times. The Elks had a runner at least on third and less than two outs and never got one across. Uh, Tuttle scored five in the third. Um, it was just kind of one of those innings that wouldn't quit. You know, um, Ashton Benite, uh, a lot of people know he was, grew up here, um, family still here. He hit a fly ball to left field with runners on second and third and one out. Driving in one run, the Elks kind of fumble it around. Next thing you know, it scores two. But even then, it's three to one with two out nobody on. And then kind of misplay a ball in the outfield, another really uh, a strong double, scores one, and a pass ball or two scores another. You know, it just kind of that, that inning that wouldn't quit. And you look up as 6-1 going in the bottom of the third, but the Elks did not stop. They, um, Caden Holder came in, pitched the last three innings of shutout baseball. He was really good uh, out, on the, out on the mound for the Elks. The bats just kind of slowly but surely got back in, and you looked up in the seventh inning, being behind 6-1 to the to the defending runner-up, a team that was just a couple of strikes away from winning the state title a year ago, you dig out of a 6-1 hole, and in the bottom of the seventh, you got the winning run at the plate. So it was a, a good battle back, just not enough. You just can't fall behind that much. But I, I get a sneaking suspicion we're going to see that matchup again at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tuttle's good, man. They got guys going all over the place. Uh, really good on, on, on both sides of the ball. They can hit. They got arms. Didn't see one of the better arms even. Uh, Brooks came in to finish it. The Elks had some success off him, working some walks, calling the church. Really, he should have had a two-run single, great play by the second baseman to keep the ball in the infield in the bottom of the seventh. Otherwise, it's 6-5 with the runner on first and two out. Uh, but they have arms. They can hit. But, you know, the Elks, I think the, the offense is the work in progress, right? It just – Got to get to the level of you can't strand that many opportunities against good teams and be able to come away uh, with wins. The Elks have got to be able to to manufacture those runs. And, and, and the the part about it that's frustrating last night is the situation didn't even call for a, like a gapper. It didn't even call for a base hit. It just called for getting the ball on the ground past the pitcher up the middle. You know what I mean? Right. Just hit just just hit two ground balls to the second baseman back to back in the first inning, and it's three to one. Right. You know, it, it wasn't like something he wrote needed to happen. Just putting the ball in play at the right times. And the Elks just weren't able to do it enough. Uh, so Tuttle beats them 6-4, first loss. Now, uh, it, I have no idea the strength of what they're going to see at Gulf Shores, but I know when you look at the names of the teams, you figure they might be pretty good just from the from the academy standpoint, right? Yeah. When, you, when you see so-and-so academy, <laughs> don't you just assume they're pretty good? Sure. Yeah, <laughs> and, absolutely do. You just, but then it's kind of like, well, we were talking about that this weekend with the ING Academy down in Florida. You know, you hear that and you think that's a good football, right? It's where kids go to play football right. and probably other sports too. Haven't, but that's what we're plugged into or tuned into. Yeah. So, but you want those games, right? You want games yes. like last night. You want these games um, against these higher quality opponents to better you come May. So I'm with you. I don't, I think we'll get a rematch in this one. Um, I haven't seen the schedule. If there's a return trip, yeah, there is. Okay, there's a return trip there. We've got Blanchard home and home. Uh, there's Bing on the schedule. 
that I forty classic normally. Sure, you know yeah, there's going to be there's going to be yeah. good teams there, and then obviously this trip down to Gulf Shores they'll play, and and it's needed. I, I think that that's one thing. Just talking to Jay going into last night, he was really anxious and intrigued to see by like what his guys did when they got punched in the mouth because you knew that Tuttle was going to do was going to punch you in the mouth, mm-hmm. and I think you saw a really good response even in a loss. Uh, and I think at the end of the day you walked off. Or I, at least I did, leaving last night from Ackley. I, I, I left thinking neither team just clearly outclassed the other. Either one of those teams can beat either one can beat the other on on any given night. The way that that game transpired, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, it just, yeah. And watching them, it, it, it wasn't a clear advantage on one side from the other to me. And if you want to, you know, look at it from through the Elk City lens as well, you know didn't throw the horse yeah or even what would you would consider probably your second arm with church and of course you know is that just a rotational thing uh, i'm sure with as far as cooper coming out of basketball he probably not ready all the way yet you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and and i'm guessing he probably threw no he didn't throw tuesday Uh, austin jones threw tuesday so i'm sure it's a uh i'm sure it's one of the things he's trying to get his arm into shape for for later on down the line and he's just not not quite ready to go yet. I mean, they cash through Monday, so yeah. This this team in Elk City is playing at a really high level right now, and they're not like you just said necessarily. I mean, all acclimated back to the to the diamond coming off the court. Right. So when they're playing, when they, when that happens, and they're all clicking and 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 uh, playing at an even higher level. That should be exciting for big elk fans. I think so too. I think it's got a, a really good chance to to be a state tournament team again. And then once you get there, you see what happens and where everything falls, right. uh, where it may. Speaking of state tournaments, you got the three A game on. First one from the big house. What was it? Millwood uh, Crooked Oak. I Crooked believe. Oak. Yeah, they were. It went to half. Uh, Millwood was in control of that one, but just from what I saw, it was a heck of an athletic game. Both both teams just flying up and down the court, and I mean flying, uh, throwing them down, hitting their shots outside. Yeah, fun. as you would expect from those two, pretty fun. When I don't, I'm not counting out Crooked Oak because they would whittle it down to single digits. But then here comes Millwood, so I I'm I'm going to expect maybe a little bit of a run here from Crooked Oak. Um, no, but we do have some local interest games. Do you have that written down? Some local games that are happening today. Uh, let's just read a text on the yeah uh, he said uh elk, elk city played woodward woodward's down but a kid through the first game allowed two foul balls only yeah i know <laughs> yeah yeah cash yeah yeah <laughs> we know yeah yeah no i mean yeah that promo that played before the show after the after right. that woodward game he had pl- he had pitched six innings no run or seven innings excuse me no runs no hits and out of the 21 available outs, he'd struck out 20 of them. And I think Woodward was the only one they popped a bun up that uh, the Oaks caught trying to get on base. So, yeah, I don't know. He's I, – I would the real deal. Personally, for me and just my enjoyment of, of watching, I would have loved to have seen him out there last night on the mound it, for, for multiple reasons. Mm-hmm. Just how – I mean, you're, you're how good is he? How good are they? They being Tuttle, those bats. I mean, you, you – you know they can hit and they put up numbers. Can they hit that? And can he? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I think that'd have been a heck of a fun matchup. But oh sure. There's yeah. there's bigger fish to fry for the Elks in the district games, i.e., hosting regionals as they did a year ago here in Ackley Park to get themselves to the state tournament. So that you understand it, just as a you kind of you kind of wish it would have happened just to see it, just to see Cash versus that lineup. Yeah, in. It felt like kind of, with all that being said, like last night was kind of like a teaser, like an appetizer. I think we will see that matchup. Tuttle and Oak City. Tuttle and Cash. I don't think so. <laughs> Tuttle versus Mayfield. I don't think you ever will. Why not? Because it's the semifinals. Oh, I see. Okay. I don't know if you ever will get to see it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's that's why it would have been fun last night because I just don't know if you're ever going to get to see it. Gotcha. Uh, for a semifinals today. Speaking of up and down, I think tonight on, on the boys' side, Weatherford versus Crossings is the first game. That's 5 o'clock out at UConn High School. The nightcap, Douglas and uh, Kingfisher. The girls ought to be great as well. I think noon is Tuttle Bethany. 
Fort Gib- or I'm sorry, Vertigris and Lincoln Christians at two o'clock tip out at UConn. I think it's I, I really man, I think that four A is gonna be great. Great basketball. I'm anxious to see what Weatherford does against crossings. Just how real of a state tournament, state championship contender are the Eagles. They they made it to the semifinals of semifinals a year ago. We're knocked out there. Crossings has been a lot of people's pick. Cal Furnish, the the the, the uh, point guard, quick. Can the can that the size of that one three one zone affect him? How can it affect him? We saw it, quite frankly, against Newcastle. How many shots were affected or even just bothered in the in the lane from Newcastle? That the shots that you would figure normally were just gimmies that either rushed, contested, blocked. Or just bothered by all of those things before, you know, mm-hmm. and, and how and how that just kind of tends to wear you down, and that's if you can get it in the paint against that size. So I, I'm really intrigued to see what Weatherford's got against Crossings. I think most people would figure Crossings would win that game. We'll see. We'll see what happens. A lot of people thought Kingfisher would win at home versus Weatherford too. Yeah, and they did once, and they didn't once. Right. On that other side. Can Douglas I, – I, I don't even know how you beat Kingfisher, honestly. They play such good defense, and they're so disciplined defensively. They're, pretty, they're disciplined all the way around. But can Douglas speed that game up enough to get, it, to get it going and maybe score when Kingfisher's defense isn't set? You would, you, when you look at those teams – you would you would think Douglas would have the advantage because mm-hmm. it just they look more athletic. They you know what I'm saying, but sure. there's something about Kingfisher and the way that Coach Reese gets those guys to play just all out on defense. That we'll see, and then Tuttle Bethany man on the girls side. That just seems like an awesome game, and then and a lot of people think Lincoln Christian's better than both of them. So fun stuff for me personally. Uh, Dale girls with uh, Eric Smith as the head coach. Looking forward to that one uh, with Ampo. Uh, talking with some some coaches around here, uh, they thought that Ampo and Dale were kind of the two best, and then there was a little drop off to say Merritt and everybody else behind them. So now you get that game in the semifinals instead of the finals because Dale lost last week. I hope uh, you know Eric get get that game down, get that one under his belt, and then put in, put home another state title uh, tomorrow. So good stuff. Anybody you think you think anybody has anything for the Dale boys? No, I don't either. I don't know. Next question. It's almost like ceiling, right? <laughs> ceiling girls, Dale boys. I don't know if anybody's got anything for them. Uh, did I forgot to ask my question to our friend of the East about if they're allowed to stream in Yukon? Oh yeah, I don't think not. so. They're yeah. not, unfortunately. Yeah, I think I'd seen the the uh, monopoly continues. Did we just did we just shoot back to Wednesday? What? <laughs> oh yeah. Felt like we went back in time. Sorry, a little bitter. I shouldn't be. It's Friday. 1.21, what is it, gigawatts? <laughs> 38 right back, miles per hour. Right back to Wednesday. What the heck's a gigawatt? I don't know. <laughs> we'll be back. Hello, my name is Scott Garrison. You may remember me as Scott the Barber or just as Ron and Carla's son. I've been involved in our community since opening Scott's Barbershop on the southeast corner of 3rd and Main in 1998. Now I'm back in the same building as Garrison Financial. I started investing in my 20s. I invested through the dot-com crash and the Great Recession. I started caring for other people's money in 2018, and I truly enjoy sitting down with my clients, understanding their wants and needs, as well as what keeps them up at night. Whether my friends just want me to invest a little of their savings or want me to work with their tax and legal professionals to strive towards optimal efficiency, we can do it all. I believe communication is key to helping my clients reach their goals. For if we are faithful over a few things, we shall be given more. Contact me at scott at soonerwealth.com. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker, dealer, member, FINRA, and SIPC. Advisory services offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Garrison Financial and Cambridge are not affiliated. This communication is strictly intended for individuals residing in the states of Colorado, Nevada, Oklahoma, and Texas. No offers may be made or accepted from any resident outside the specific states referenced. Cambridge does not offer tax and legal advice. Are you crying? Are you crying? <laughs> skinny on sports. There's no crying in baseball. Guess who's back? Um, 
I I don't have any witty remark other than than Mr. Archer. It is. It's Terry <laughs> Archer. Terry at Archer Accounting is back. He's got over 40 years experience. Archer Accounting's new location, 204 North Main Street. So essentially right across third from Scott. Yeah. To the north. Yeah. It's the west side of the historic Casa Grande Hotel, corner of third and main, downtown Elk City. So that would be what the northeast corner of third and main. Terry Archer files taxes, offers payroll and general accounting services for individuals and businesses. Call Archer Accounting 580-205-2032. You can stop by 204 North Main Friday, uh, excuse me, Monday through Friday, 9A to noon. A little lunch in there and then 1 to 4. Archer Accounting is reliable. <clears throat> excuse me, I can't mess up the tagline. <laughs> Archer Accounting is reliable, knowledgeable, and affordable. OSU, man, how do you how do you go and not allow another team a field goal in like ten and a half minutes of a forty minute basketball game, and you're still so incompetent offensively? That you don't even really make a dent. And then finally, Texas gets a bucket, and I mean, the game is essentially over. 61 47, the Horns beat Oklahoma State last night. OSU shoots 27% from the field, a blazing 14% from three. I just, you know, as much as we dog OU, and, and it's absolutely deserved. I think you can have a long conversation about what's wrong and what needs to happen there. But all to, you know what you know what OU being so awful has covered up a little bit. What's that? That OSU's not any good either. Well, yeah. They're not. Now, does not any good either mean they're going to make the NCAA tournament? I think they are, and here's why: one, you've got eight, you go know, eight and ten in the Big Twelve. You win a ninth game, and so essentially nine and eleven in the Big Twelve. And you've also kind of got a little bit of help going from North Carolina, Wisconsin, Michigan, but other teams that are playing themselves above you, Arizona State. You know, it's interesting. Yesterday, OSU was the second to last team in, according to Joe Lenardi. They're the first team out today. So it's going to be. See, I wondered if they needed to at least play Texas close to avoid just that. Well, it, it, but getting blown out and, and the way they looked getting blown out. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that because, like, Pitt, when you looked at Pitt yesterday, they were at the top of the last four buys. Now they're second last four in, and they got obliterated by Duke. Mm. You know, so maybe that does play into it. Rutgers. You know, there was really a no-win yesterday for OSU with Rutgers and Michigan. You'd probably rather Michigan win that game because they're further behind you. But Rutgers win, so now they're they're in, supposedly. Arizona State, Mississippi State. Those are teams that need to lose and lose fast uh, for the Cowboys. A lot of bubbles popping on Thursday or, or today. Or, or today. It's kind of one of those – it's not punching your ticket Saturday with championship games. This is where those fringe teams are – living on pins and needles right now <laughs> you know hoping other other outcomes that help you out i think i think if you're osu you just got to hope that the committee in that room that they will put a whole bunch of credence into how good the big 12 was mm-hmm. and that they deserve 80 percent of their teams to get into that tournament that's true the problem for OSU is they've got some pretty ugly early season losses to some teams that aren't very good. And they don't really have a signature. Like, if you, if, if they could just take that Alabama win from OU's resume and put it onto theirs, they're up clear. I mean, they're, they're in. You know what I'm saying? We may not even see them, on, see them on, this, on the bubble list at all. But they just, they're missing that. And so, it's going to be nip and tuck, man. It just 
You're not going to know until you know on Sunday. Speaking of Sunday, what are you going to do this weekend? Whatever I want to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I, tomorrow is supposed to be gorgeous. So, I mean, with wind, but it's still supposed to be warm, right? Like 80s, I thought I saw the high. Lower 80s. Yes, lower 80s. Uh, I might do some um, spot weed picking in the lawn. Got to work on my mower. I think I need to change a battery or check my cable on my battery. Um, just, just a lot of stuff I've been wanting to get done over the past few months. Just getting ready for the spring season. And who knows, if I have time, I might take the kids to the field and play catch. Who knows? Nothing major. I'm trying to think. Hopefully I don't miss anything. I know. I thought about that too. <laughs> like I'm going through my head. Did I commit to anything? And I, I didn't. Or did you? No, I, you know, I mentioned the cooking tonight. All that stuff I just mentioned. So, um, I don't. I, I, I hope my uh, guy we've hired to spray our lawn is listening because I'm still <laughs> waiting on that to happen. I'm sure he's busy. Yeah, the, with the way the weather fell. The way the weather, yeah. yeah. It's kind of a bad break. Yeah. And it's going to be all bunched up. Instead of having a nice, smooth transition in spring, you get ice, you get wind, you get snow, then all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, got to do all this I at once. I was secretly hoping that would be done, and then I could do my uh, aerating that I plan on doing on my lawn this weekend. Oh, kind how of exciting. circled that, like, okay, this, the weekend after state, it's going to be wide open. Maybe everything will line up, but... Uh, doesn't look like that's going to happen this weekend, anyways. You never know. Might be green when you get home. Never know. Yeah. You know what? You know what is happening tonight. I know for sure. Based on what you're holding in your hand, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. What do you think it is? It's going to be the fish fry. Third installment of six for the St. Matthews Youth Fundraisers. The fish fry. <laughs> the power of radio. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to say of all <laughs> of all people to to ask that question to that guy's normally listening. Well, I appreciate uh, the response, and I again, I understand it's a busy season oh, for yeah. him. I'm not mad or anything. I'm just uh, now it might all work out. I might have to run by and uh, rent that aerator today. There you go, perfect. Uh, it's the third of six St. Matthew's Youth Fundraiser out at the church. Fish fry, all you can eat. Fifteen dollars for adults, ten dollars for students under five years old. Free. It's five to seven. They accept it all. Cash, check, credit. Uh, all you can eat fish it's we found out the other day it is catfish uh the meal includes that fries hush puppies coleslaw homemade beans and guess what homemade dessert anybody that goes to any meals at church knows that every single church on the face of this earth has the little old ladies or little young ladies or just little ladies that can make desserts grab your dessert first I mean, if I if it was me, I'd have two desserts and then go get fish. And then go get the yeah, because the, the desserts will run out. Yes, so go get them. <laughs> yes, and if some and if the rapture comes while you're eating fish, at least you got dessert first. There you go. You, you left this earth on a, <laughs> you left this earth uh, with with not having a sweet tooth hankering. Five to seven, Saint Matthews. I'm going to play golf tomorrow. I can't wait. I bet you it's going to be busy. I would imagine that's true. Although it's probably going to be windy. Stop you, though. In order for for it to get from sixty to eighty, I'm sure the south winds will have to kick up. But what's interesting is though, it looks like there's south wind, then there's north wind, because it's back in the what fifties on sat on Sunday. Let me see here. Saturday, partly sunny and eighty two. South winds between seventeen and twenty two, shifting out of the north in the afternoon. So what that tells me is there's going to be a period front. where it stops. Yeah. Then Saturday night, dropping down to 37 and still consistently windy out of the northeast between 16 and 22. Going into Sunday, mostly sunny, only high near 54. So if you need to get outside this weekend, I think tomorrow's the day to do it. And then we're back up near 80 on Wednesday. Well, that's spring for you. I mean, 48 on Monday, that's it. Tuesday, 6, yeah, almost 80 by Wednesday. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I'm just hoping that our tea time will be exactly right, where the south wind will die before the north wind hits. I see what you're saying. You know, that period. There's always yep. a, f- a few There's hours. A, yeah, it'll kind of lay down a little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah. And as it's approaching, and the next thing you know. Right. I mean, the worst the worst would be to not get to play number four downwind because the south wind's quitting and then get to number 17 into the wind. That'd be a tough break. 
you'd feel like you didn't really get much advantage there. Anyway. Yeah. All right, everybody have a great weekend. I'm uh, arranging my weekend now though, with the with the news. Power of radio. Yep. Thank you to Scott Garrison Financial Friday. Always a lot of fun. When we come back on Monday from Sayre National, I, we're going to have guests, maybe plural. So I got to remember to put two extra headsets into our equipment. Okay. Everybody have a great weekend. This has been the Skinny on Sports right here on the Sports Animal. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening.